Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coastal Community Church. I am uh, Pastor Chris. Thank you so much for being here in person. Thank you so much for tuning in online and engaging with us, as always, week in and week out. Uh, man, it's great to see everybody today. It is a big, big day here at Coastal. Uh, it is Life Group Sunday. Um, today, our service really um, is all about community and relationships. And uh, today, so our service, for those of you who are new to Coastal, never been a part of a life group Sunday before. I'll kind of talk a little bit more about it at the end of my message, but just to keep in mind that today's service is very similar to what we normally do. It's just going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit less music, a little bit less preaching, so that we can give everybody an opportunity to go out into our gather space and check out all the different life groups. And it's name tag Sunday, kind of goes along with our theme of being, you know, life groups, getting to know people, uh, but also today kicking off this brand new series on the names of God. And today we're going to be talking about what's in the name. So again, we are so, so glad that you're here. Now, listen to me. Do not be fooled. Uh, don't be misled. You are not here uh, by accident. You're not here by mistake. You're not here today just because you, you, know, you Googled us and you found us online and you happened to be surfing through Facebook, saw a link and you joined us, or you didn't show up here today just because you Googled us or found us online. You're not here because you heard we had great music, which we do. You heard that we have free coffee and great food. We got a lot of great food today. Uh, you're not here because you heard that we have hot chicks and hunky guys, although we do. Um, Although God can use all those tools, all those things, okay, even uh, hot chicks and hunky guys. And for all the single adults here today, we're helping you out a little bit. Everybody's wearing a name tag, so you already got his or her name. You're halfway there, right? So very good. You're welcome. But make no mistake about it. You are here because God is drawing you to himself. Our God, our loving Heavenly Father, has been reaching out to you. And he wants you to know that you matter to him more than you think you do. He loves you. He knows everything there is to know about you, the good, the bad, and even the ugly, and he still loves you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. He has a plan for your life, and he is waiting, waiting on you to reach out to him to love him back. He created you. Our God, the creator, created you for fellowship, for relationships. You know, in the very same way, our church, uh, we're, by the way, we're reading through the Old Testament together, or we're reading through the Bible together, and uh, we just got finished with Genesis, now we're in Exodus, but in the very same way, in the very beginning, where God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden during the cool of the day, did you know that he desires to walk with you? to do life with you, again, to have a relationship with you. James 4, 5 comes to mind. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? The idea being that God put his spirit within us so that we would only belong to him. I love how the message paraphrases that verse. It says, the proverb has it that he is a fiercely jealous lover. And what he gives in love, listen to this, is far better 
than anything else you'll find. Man, isn't that great? Isn't that good that what God gives in love, in that loving relationship that he wants to have with you, is far, far better than anything else you'll find? You know, we're running around trying to fill that hole in our soul, in our heart, and he says, fill it with me. It's better than anything else. Now, here's the point that I want to make today. We have not been saved by some impersonal, unknowable, higher power. No. The eternal God, the loving Father, who is incomparable to any other person or any other thing, has chosen to reveal himself on a level that he can be known. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. And so that's where this this series is going. That's where we're headed in this series on the names of God. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the names in the Bible through which God has revealed himself to us. Now, how many different names? You might know this. How many different names are there for God uh, in the Bible? Well, uh, believe it or not, one biblical scholar claims to have identified more than 60 More than 60. Now, don't worry. We're not going to be in this series for over a year, okay? We're not. Um, I'm just going to be looking at, we're going to be looking at six of these names. Really quickly, uh, here's the six that we're going to be looking at. He's known as Elohim, God the Creator. Adonai, God the Lord. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Yahweh, the covenant keeper. El Shaddai, God the Almighty. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. It's going to be a great series. In fact, I want you to listen for a moment to the emphasis that the Psalms place on the name of God. Listen to these Psalms. Psalm 910. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Psalm 20, verse 7, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of of the Lord our God. Psalm 113, two and three, let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore from the rising of the sun to the place where it sets. The name of the Lord is to be praised. That's just three of them. There are almost a hundred in the Psalms. It's almost as though the psalmist is obsessed with the name of the Lord. Now, why is that? Why? You know, I mean, obviously we're supposed to praise God, but why does, you know, the psalmist specifically say, let the name of the Lord be praised? I think that's a great question. Now, I think part of the answer lies in the fact that in the Hebrew, the word for name, it means name in the sense of a mark of individuality. The idea is that one's name, your name, you know, was tied to your individual essence, your your character, who you truly are. Now, for the most part, let's just be honest, for the most part, we really can't relate to that today. You know, in our culture in 2022, I mean, typically, what do parents do? They just pick out a name that they like, right? Pick out a name where, you know, the, that, that name wasn't a boyfriend or a girlfriend that you had a bad, you know, experience with, or, you know, a name that you can come to, you know, come to terms with, or there's even a baby book, right? You flip through the baby book, pick out a name that you like. In other words, typically, our names don't really have a whole lot to do with who we are as people, 
Okay, our essence, our character. So my name is Chris. I actually wasn't, you know, I wasn't named after anyone in particular. Uh, now we named our child, our, our son, uh, Chris. He's, I'm Christopher Michael Rollins. He's Christopher Michael Rollins Jr. But, but really my name is not a part of my essence. Now people do call me, what's my little nickname around here? Everybody calls me... PC. Now you might think, well, that, that, maybe that has something to do with Pastor Chris's character. He's politically correct. Well, no, has nothing to do with my, my essence, okay? It just stands for Pastor Chris. Now you might not know this about me, though, but my Instagram name, my Instagram account is the Jam Pastor, Jam Pastor Chris. And you might think, some of you might think, well, what is Jam Pastor Chris? What does that mean? Well, is that just, you probably thought that was just initials, right? No. I'm Jam Pastor Chris, the big beat blaster. I get better because I know I has to. In 85, I'll be able, so anyway, okay, so you might, you might not have known that about me, but so the Jam Pastor Chris actually has something to do with my essence, who I am. Now, so think about that. I know I've just blown the whole day today. You're like, what in the world is happening? So. But one of the fundamental features of the revelation of God himself is the fact that he is not without a personal name that has something to do with his character. You know, when he appeared to Abraham way back in Genesis 15, he said to him, I am who? I am the Lord. Now the, word na the name there is Yahweh who brought you out of the Ur of Chaldeans to give, you, to give this land to you to take possession of it. And then in uh, Genesis 17, it says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, El Shaddai. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. In other words, this, this living, personal God who revealed himself to Abraham, established this covenant with his people, is the same God that we, that we worship and we cry out to today. And he wants us to know him on a personal level. In Exodus 20, 24, he said, wherever I cause my name to be honored, I will come to you and bless you. I mean, I love that. And so in a way, that's kind of the goal for this series. Listen, not, absolutely not, that you would merely learn a few Hebrew names so that you can impress your friends and you know, family. No, 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 no but that we would actually get to know God that much more, more than we do right now. Again, God is not some abstract thought or nameless higher power. He is personable, he is knowable, and so when the Bible tells us to praise the name of the Lord, for the name alone is to be exalted, that's an invitation to draw close to him. So all the names we're gonna be looking at reveal a specific quality or a characteristic um, of God's nature. And when we're finished, it's my prayer that our hearts are gonna be captured by his beauty like never before. So today, um, I simply wanna introduce this series by focusing on this little phrase, the name of the Lord. And then you just kinda of tie it all into today being you know, Life Group Sunday and being all about signing up for a life group. So along those lines today, we're gonna to talk about really two primary things. First of all, the recognition of God's name okay, recognizing God's name, and then our response, our response to God's name. You know, two weeks ago, we talked about uh, the importance of uh, developing a quiet time, a daily quiet time, a personal time of, of reading God's word, of listening to God through prayer and through his word, a quiet time. Well, 
One of the most important things we can do in our prayer life is to actually remember and focus on who God actually is, not who we want him to be. And so I want to quickly mention four simple truths, I think, that can help us grow in our recognition of who God is and his wonderful name, okay? Number one, his name is good. His name is good. Psalm 52, nine, for what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is what? Good. And I don't know your story today, I don't know what you're going through, but maybe you needed to hear that loud and clear. You need to underscore that in your heart, never forget it, that God is good. You know, how did we used to say it? God is good all the time, all the time what? God is good, and that's true. Even when bad things happen, he's good. Number two, his name is majestic. His name is majestic. Psalm 8, 1, oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The King James uh, Version uses the word excellent. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. What does that mean? It means there's no one else like him. He has no equal. He is omnipotent. He is incomparable. And then closely related to that, number three, his name is holy. His name is holy. Psalm 111, nine says, he provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. And that immediately brings to mind what Jesus taught the disciples about prayer. Remember in the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In other words, holy is your name. Set apart is your name. And then finally, number four, I love this one. His name is near. His name is near. Psalm 75, one, we praise you, God. We praise you for your name is near. He is close to the brokenhearted. He is high and holy, and yet amazingly, he's also near. He's near to us. He's close to us. Listen, the point is not just that God is everywhere. Yeah, he is, but of much greater importance is if you know Jesus, if he's your personal Lord and Savior, then God is actually in you. Hebrews 13, 5, he has promised, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So once we, once we truly recognize his name for who he is, his character, his, you know, a part of his being, you know, that he is good, majestic, holy, he is near, we can't help then but respond to him. So how should we respond to the name of the Lord? You know, throughout the Bible, we're told we are to call on his name. You know, we're to honor his name. We're to love his name. I want to focus primarily on just two responses today. We'll talk about other responses throughout the series. But the first one, obviously, is praise. Praise. We are to praise his name. Name. Daniel 2.20 says that Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Psalm 7.17, I will thank the Lord because he is just. I will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Now speaking of singing praises to the name of the Lord, did you know that in Isaiah 55, 12, the Bible says the mountains and the hills will burst into song. The trees of the field will clap their hands. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a mountain or, or the hills burst out into singing, right? I've never seen trees clap their hands. I doubt you have either. 
So what in the world is he talking about? I'll tell you part of what he's talking about. The Bible is saying that, that if God has created nature in and of itself to praise God, how much more have you and I been created to praise his name? Let me ask you a question. Why are you here today? I mean, what, what's the purpose of, of your being here today? Why did, we, why did we gather? Why are you, you know, gathering online with your family? Why, why are we here? Ultimately, listen to this. It's not about us. It's not about you. It's not about you walking out of here going, well, I didn't, I, I didn't get anything out of that service today, or wow, I really got something today out of that service. No, it's not about that. It's about God getting something out of this service today. It's about, it's about God, you know, it's about us giving God the praise of, of our lips. It's about singing to him, worshiping him. That's why we're here. We're here for him. Not about you, not about me. In Psalm 69, 30 and 31, it says, then I will praise God's name with what? What's it say? With singing. Listen, you don't have to have a great voice. You know, I have a terrible voice. I can't even keep a rhythm. You know, that's half the time why I lift my hands because I, and they're like, ah, whatever. You know, I just lift my hand, you know? I got no, my, my wife will tell you I got no rhythm. I got no shame either, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, listen to this. Psalm 69, again, then I will praise God's name with singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving, for this will please the Lord. And I want you to underline this word, more. This will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle. Cattle, here it is again, underline it, circle it, more than presenting a bull with its horns and hooves. Now, time out. Pastor Chris, what in the world is he talking about there? Well, let me ask you a question. What if, what, what would our reaction be if somebody came in today, and an extremely wealthy person, and they surprised us, and they wrote a check for a million dollars to the church? Million dollars. And surprise it. Now, no strings attached, by the way. Just to use it, you know, just to, just to, it was an offering to use however we saw fit. Now, can you imagine the excitement, right? I mean, a million-dollar gift, wow. Well, guess what? Guess what? According to Scripture, what God wants more than even a generous gift like that is the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. That's the biblical response. That pleases the Lord more than any other sacrifice. So much so, so, much so listen to this. He actually doesn't want one without the other. Now the truth is he wants both. He wants your gifts, your time, your talents, and your resources. Why? Because that represents who's in your heart. But he wants it all. And that's why we're here, to give him praise. Hebrews 13, 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God, what? A sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. That's what he wants. He wants the, the sacrifice of praise. He wants your lips, your voice, your heart to sing praises to him. So that's where it begins. A proper response to who God is starts with praise. But along with praising his name, we've also been instructed to trust in his name. 
Trust in his name. Isaiah 50.10 says, let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. Have you ever been in the dark about a decision that you gotta make, that you needed to make, and you just weren't sure what to do or where to go? What about this? Have you ever been blindsided by some unexpected trial or crisis or tragedy? Does that not describe the past two years for most of us? So much so maybe that it shook your faith and left you wondering, what next? Where do I go? And maybe the answer didn't come immediately. You felt like you were in the dark. What do you do? You know, it's very interesting. The next verse says this. Listen to this. But now... All you who light fires and provide yourselves with flaming torches, go. Walk in the light of your fires and of the torches that you have set ablaze. This is what you shall receive from my hand. You will lie down in torment. Whoa. Do you see what Isaiah is saying, what the Bible is saying there? He's saying that when we're in the dark, and our backs are against the wall, we have a tendency to kind of take matters into our own hand, don't we? We do. We have a tendency to rely on the light of our own wisdom and warm ourselves by our own fires and our own effort and our own understanding. And you know what he's saying? Bad, bad plan. In some way, shape, or form, that is going to lead to you getting burned every time. So when we find ourselves in the dark, without any light, not knowing what to do or where to go, what should we do? He is saying we should trust in the name of the Lord. More specifically, we should rely on the truth of God's word, that his word is a light unto our path. It's a lamp unto our feet. We don't have to walk around in the dark. We can rely on him. Go back to Psalm 9:10. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who trust you. Again, that's the goal that I've got for this series. That we would know, trust, seek, and love the Lord more than ever before. And I pray that's true of you. Today and in the weeks ahead, And I hope you'll join us in this series. Whether you've been walking with the Lord for just a short, short period of time or you've been with the Lord for a long, long time. I want you to listen to that psalm one more time as we close. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds an awful lot like John 1.12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his what? What's it say? His name. Those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. You wanna be a child of God? You wanna be forgiven, adopted into his forever family, yet to all who receive him, accept him. To those who believe in his name, in, in who he is, the essence of Jesus, his character, who he is, he gave the right to become the children of God. Today, put your trust, your faith in the name of Jesus and everything that that represents. Now, what in the world does any of that today 
have to do with life groups? Life group Sunday. Well, let's go back to where we started. God loves you, and he wants you to love him back. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants, to, he wants you to know him and to do life with him. And he made us to experience that. He made us, he created us to experience fellowship and community with him and, you ready for this? With others. And so here at Coastal, you know, one of the best ways to experience that, to grow in that, in that, that fellowship, that relationship, that community with, with God and with one another is through our life groups. We're called Coastal Community Church. Listen, I, I don't believe, you know, I, I do believe that people, when, they're, when they come to a church for the very first time, I think they're looking for a friendly church. I have no doubt. And we really try to do our best to, you know, provide that. But I really believe deep in people's hearts what they're really looking for, not just a friendly church, but they're looking for friends. People they can do life with. So I want to challenge you today to join a life group. You know, in just a moment, we're gonna move into our, our time of response. And I want you to take out that Connect card, and I want you to let us know about any decisions that you might make today. You know, maybe you gave your life to Christ today. Maybe you'd like to um, sign up to serve in some capacity, you'd like to get baptized. Maybe today you've already gone through our life group catalog, and you know what group you'd like to be a part of, you can sign up for your, your life group there on your, on your Connect card. Maybe today you'd like to give. And as Scott said earlier, your giving um, is what enables our church to share and experience the life and love of Jesus with Charleston and the world. And you can do that now during this response time here in, in just a moment. We're also going to give you a chance to take the Lord's Supper. And you might have noticed around the room, there's all these tables uh, here in the front, the side, and on the back. And uh, there's the elements of the Lord's Supper there, very simple, just a piece of bread and a cup of juice. But they represent the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. They represent the communion, the relationship that we can have with the Father because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so the only requirement for someone to take the Lord's Supper is not that you're a member of Coastal, but that you're a a child of God, that you have communion with the Father because of your faith in Christ. So in just a moment, I'm, I'm going to pray. And when I say amen, we're gonna move into that time of response. Um, and then after uh, we sing, after the, uh, the buckets are passed and people give their connect cards and their offering, we're gonna dismiss our service and encourage everybody to go. Don't leave, don't go home. Go out to the gather space, our old welcome center, and check out all the different groups, eat some of the great food, talk to the leaders, meet other people you know, that are uh, signing up for groups, uh, ask questions, but most importantly, most importantly, sign up for a life group. Take that step of faith. It could very well be the best decision that you make to grow closer to the Lord, to get connected to the body of Christ, and to grow in fellowship with other people. Now, this is important. Do not go get your children. Don't go get your children yet. We're actually dismissing our service early. So don't go get them yet. They still have their regular program, their regular stuff that they're gonna be doing. We're gonna be making an announcement over the intercom when it's time for you to go get your kids. Because if you go get them early, my wife, the children's director, Miss Janet, is not gonna be happy with me. So don't do that. 
Don't go get your kids. So guys, let's pray, and then we're gonna move into that time of response, communion, uh, giving. Um, if you'd like for someone to pray with you today, you can go back to our prayer and decision area. And uh, we have volunteers today who would love just to put their hand on your shoulder and pray about anything that might be going on in your life. If you're watching online, just click that link, that button that says request prayer, and someone will pray with you today. But bow your heads and pray, and let's move into this time of response. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for your love. Thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for your name. We praise your name today. We trust in your name today. We've been singing to your name today. God, I pray that the name of the Lord has been praised in this place. And again, I pray that people have put their trust and their faith in Christ. If you'd like to do that, you can do it right now. Just pray something like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit it. I am a sinner. I have, I've done everything I can probably to, to break that fellowship with you. I've turned my back on you. I've run away. But today I turn around and I come home. I wanna come home. I admit my sinfulness and I, I just cry out to you, Father. I cry out to the name of Jesus and all that that represents. I believe. I, I receive and believe. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and I believe that he went to the cross for me and he rose from the dead and he is alive. And I put my faith and trust in him and him alone. Thank you for this meal that we're about to partake in, God, and all that it represents, the miracle of Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection. And I pray now, God, for those who are here today, those who are watching online, they can also uh, check out the catalog online and sign up there. It is my prayer today, God, that many, many people will take that step of faith and sign up for a group and begin to experience community, relationships with you, and with others. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.